intersection of four things. The first is effective altruism, i.e. how can we do good in the world? The second is universal basic income, i.e. how should we allocate the scarce um, resource of capital? The, the third is the attention economy, i.e. how can we allocate the scarce resource of time? And the fourth is blockchain, um, which is a technology to leverage for those um, previous three things. Um, and today I want to talk about why I'm excited to work on the attention economy, the third one. Um, so first off, talking about what is the attention economy, um, I think about it as just the concept that human time, that the time that humans have in the world is scarce, um, and how should we allocate that scarce resource? Um, there's only 24 hours in a day, usually sleeping for eight of them, um, and so for those other 16, what um, was the incentive system for how um, that attention and where that attention is placed? Um, and I want to talk about essentially um, a bunch of things today that I am excited to work on in the space. Um, and I'm not going to go deep on any of them, but I'm going to talk about them at a high level um, and, and uh, to be continued essentially in future, um, future talks and podcasts. So the first one um, is this concept of scarce capital into scarce attention. And what that means is um, there's a concept uh, pushed by um, people in the technological unemployment space, in the universal basic income space, and in you know someone like Albert Wenger at um, Union Square Ventures with his book The World After Capital, where we think we're going to experience a nonlinear jump from uh, a world up until now, which has been a world where capital was scarce, where factories and money and things of that variety were scarce, and we think that we're going to be transitioning as a result of something like automation um, into a world where attention or our time is scarce and capital is no longer scarce. Um, and so this is an exciting transition uh, because we haven't experienced these jumps very often. You know, one of the, the Industrial Revolution was one, the one before that was like the Agricultural Revolution, which was food scarcity into land scarcity. So I think that there's gonna be some really interesting work in this space in as we find this transition between a world where capital is scarce and a world where attention is scarce. So that's one thing that I'm excited to work on. Um, the second, reason why I'm excited to work in this space is because um, the attention economy is essentially an abstracted or a meta kind of solve um, for all other projects that one could work on. And what I mean by that is, you know, I was thinking about, ah, do I want to make something in the learning space, you know, some kind of Khan Academy on the blockchain? Or, and the thing, though, is that when you start to, to think about Khan Academy on the blockchain or something of that variety, you start to then say, well, should we just evaluate how people are spending their time generally, not necessarily how are people spending their time in a specific learning application? Um, and so I like that the attention economy essentially is the most abstracted uh, version that says, hey, how do we actually spend our time? Whether it's learning, whether it's fun, whatever it may be on, um, how, do, how do we spend our time in the world? I think that's a big question. Um, the third thing that I'm excited by with this space is Kind of defining and excited to talk about is previously thus far a lot of people in the space have kind of thought of the attention economy as the inputs um and what i mean by that is kind of like what you're consuming um and people talk about things like google and facebook and something like you know steam it um and how we are essentially what what do we consume on the internet and what are the um what are the incentives for how we consume and how do we get value for our time and attention that's something that people talk about a lot, but something that people don't talk about too much in this space is the output of our time. And what I mean by that is kind of the 
you know, what are, what are people creating with their time? People in the attention economy are kind of going in between there with the, the concept of curation um, and curating the infinite amount of content that's on the internet. Um, but this concept of the output um, of, of your, your time and attention is something that people don't often talk about. And so I'm excited to dive deeper into stuff like the future of work, um, things on the blockchain like colony.io, um, and also things like, you know, conceptualizing, okay, I'm, if I'm going to be working on something, what should I work on? Um, and you can connect that to some of these like uh, effective altruist cause selection uh, principles around global priorities research or, you know, um, artificial intelligence and, and things of that variety. So that's something I'm excited by is um, thinking about not just the inputs, but also the outputs of our time. Um, how do we consume? How do we curate? And how do we create? Um, the third thing, or the fourth thing that I'm excited by is um, this concept of a new language uh, that we can incentivize through the blockchain. So um, the idea essentially is that um, so right now, um, the blockchain is something that is, uh, it, it provides new network effect incentives um, that allow for financial incentive at the beginning um, of a new network, uh, and that allows you to essentially um, break down some of the bigger network effects of something like Facebook, where you say, hey, join my new, um, my new social network, and in the past you would say no. Uh, you have no one on your social network and there's no incentive for me to join at the beginning. Um, I'll join later. But now you have an incentive to say, oh, I am going to join early um, because the token to access the utility value of the network um, will appreciate in value at the beginning. And I, as an early adopter, am actually incentivized to appreciate it in value. Um, so this concept of uh, leveraging blockchain-based network effects to break aggregation theory um, and old-school network effects is something I'm excited by. People are talking about it a lot in the attention economy space around things like Google and Facebook and making new um, new network graphs and open network graphs that can break those old um, network effects. However, um, something that people don't often talk about is other things in the real world that have big network effects. And something like the English language has a massive network effect right now. Um, and so I'm excited to um, kind of use blockchain-based um, crypto economics and, and, and incentive structures um, to incentivize a new language wherein, you know, people have done constructed languages for a while, people have tried things like Esperanto, but there's no essentially advantage to doing those things. Um, and, and the reason why people tried them was for good reason. I mean, it takes 100 hours to learn Esperanto versus like 1,500 hours for something like German or Russian. Um, and so, and, and, and right now we're in this this, we're in a globalized world without a truly fully global language and one that, uh, and also a language that was, whether it's Chinese or English or whatever, was created a long, long time ago. So when people have tried these constructed languages like Esperanto, they've generally failed, um, but we may be able to create and incentivize new language creation um, and really leverage uh, the power of blockchain to get people into it and also leverage um, a, a, a really a digital first language that um, really uses kind of the, maybe the three-dimensional capacity of something like a computer to do visual thought. Um, it may do, we may be able to, kind of something that people are talking a lot about in the AI world is how can we get um, AIs to have a meta layer on top of them that allows them to talk to humans about what they're doing uh, because deep learning is very confusing. Um, so maybe a new language um, would be able to kind of uh, 
lessen that gap between um, something like AIs talking to us about their deep learning or us talking to AIs um, through something like uh, Amazon Alexa Echo. Um, so that's the thing I'm excited by. And then the final point on it is um, something like Neuralink Elon Musk's um, new venture is very related to this um, in terms of, uh, you know, he's very excited by it as a, uh, a way for us to have less lossy communication. Um, and, and at the, the highest level with all of this, it is this concept within the attention economy that our attention is scarce. And so we should make sure that the language of communication that we're using is as essentially efficient as possible, that you can learn it really quickly, that it's really good at communicating your ideas, um, and I think that we'll have the power to do that with uh, the blockchain. So I'm excited by that. Um, and, and a related point to that, this fifth point, is this concept of uh, scaffolding. I kind of talked about scaffolding there, where you right now it takes a long time to scaffold someone like me, um, an older person, into a new language. Um, but in the future, we may be able to have a language that has an easier scaffold. Um, and this, this concept of the scaffold is something I think is a little bit missed right now in the attention economy space. People talk a lot about um, curation. Um, I think curation is only one part of it. Curation kind of misses the aspect of time. Um, and so the scaffold says, hey, it's person for a given person who wants to, let's say I now want to learn about blockchain. Um, I am placed on my computer. I want to learn about blockchain, and essentially it would be great if I was fed in a perfect flow scenario like in Guitar Hero or whatever, where it's exactly as challenging as it should be at any given time, where I was essentially scaffolded into learning about blockchain, and that's not what happened for me recently. You know, When I, you know, learning about blockchain, you gotta go on Twitter, and you're going on Medium, and you're reading, watching videos, and you're doing all these things, and you're Googling things, and you're and you're going on Reddit, and it's not a personalized uh, scaffold, um, information scaffold for yourself. So um, I'm excited by this concept of increasing flow um, uh, through uh, scaffolds rather than just uh, thinking about non-time delineations through you know, like curation markets. Um, the last thing, or the second to last thing that I want to talk about, the sixth thing, is this concept of, um, right now people are talking a lot about the attention economy with respect to text, um, but I'm excited about it with respect to audio. Um, and so I'm excited, you know, if I'm ever listening to a podcast or doing whatever, I'm going to listen to it at, at two times speed. Um, and right now, we don't have a great way to essentially to do a takeaways or a TLDR of audio. Audio kind of by nature is, um, it takes up a given amount of time. And you can add 2x it to half the time. And that's pretty good. Um, but I'm also excited by other ways to kind of curate audio um, and not just curate text. So essentially curation markets on audio, not just text. That's something I'm excited to do. Um, and then this last thing that I think is also crucial to this is this concept of, excuse me, of where one spends their time, um, clearly. And, and, and But you have two ways to spend your time. One is with people who are with stuff that you naturally want to do, with people who are similar to you, topics you're interested in, things of that variety, and I call these minimum difference or min diff um, kind of scenarios. Hey, I want to talk with people on my block, or I want to talk with people who are doing blockchain or in the attention economy or whatever. Um, but we should also make sure that us as a society are also um, trying to empathize with people that are very different than us, and kind of max diff people. 
Um, and so in America, you have a classic problem here with something like Republicans and Democrats who don't often interact, um, and their attention is put on you know the classic filter bubble um, thing and, and confirmation biases rather than saying, hey, I'm actively looking to to talk with people who are dissimilar to me in America to understand their perspectives, or I'm actively looking to talk with people in rural Kenya so that I can empathize more, so I can understand the, the leverage of, of providing them with the universal basic income. Um, so those kinds of questions of how to incentivize our um, attention for kind of max difference people, I think is something that I'm interested by as well. Um, so those are kind of seven things that I'm interested by by the space. Um, I'm also just interested um, to kind of dive into a lot of the blockchain-based solutions that are currently happening within the space. So these are things like 21.co, Steemit, Brave and their basic attention token, userfeeds.io and the related kind of curation markets by Simon de la Rouvier, um, Scenero um, with their AMP token, uh, Yours, uh, which is kind of a medium uh, based on the blockchain, and then also some stuff that's adjacent to this is these new fake news, um, uh, things that are trying to break fake news, like uh, the decentralized news network or hyper-related, though not necessarily on the blockchain, but still distributed, um, Wiki Tribune, uh, which was put out by Jimmy Wales, the creator of Wikipedia. Uh, and then finally, I'm excited to talk more about um, Time Well Spent, which is a, uh, again, not blockchain-based, but I think could have lots of blockchain overlap. And Time Well Spent is the idea of how can we make sure that we are not just being hooked and addicted to our um, to our phones, because that's what someone like Facebook is optimized for, is just our time and attention, and how we make sure that we um, uh, spend our time well. So I think the time well spent movement is something that I'm also excited by. So thank you so much for your time. Um, hope you enjoyed that kind of high-level look at some of the work in the attention economy space um, that I'm excited to do. And also, um, you know, if you're thinking about uh, what the call to actions are for yourself, First off, um, you can work in the attention economy space uh, with any of these various companies that I talked about. You can also um, work at this kind of higher level uh, in between the attention economy, actual um, companies that are being started. Uh, so there's like a Reddit that I just created, r slash the attention economy, which you can join and start to contribute to. Um, and also you can always support me on my Patreon. Um, I have a, I'll be talking about more about the attention economy um, and those other three things I mentioned earlier, effective altruism, universal basic income, and the blockchain. Um, and I have a self-imposed universal basic income kind of effective altruist cap. So uh, the first thousand dollars goes to me, but after that it kind of gets divided between me and um, effective altruist organizations. Um, so thank you so much again for your time uh, and excited to dive deeper on other attention economy aspects going forward. Bye.